Welcome to Women's Sunship Live. Ha. <laughs> Today's message is in the manner and style of what has been going on here for a while. It's a build on. Uh, it's a build on from the previous message. So last week. What I believe the Lord impressed me to speak on, and I did, was the dominion of the love of God. The dominion of the love of God. That dominion is love. That God is love. And the great I am, the I am is love. And when we recognize and, and, and solely, how should I say, that, that that's how we truly know God. That God is love. And that this divine love is, is not a human love. And so this divine love is a, it's a love that's been demonstrated to us through the word. It's a life. It's a, it's a, it's a love life that was shed for us. And so it is, it is of the highest value because it cost a death. It's not of the cheapest commodity of emotionalism and soulish expression of uh, an affection, but it's the most costly of all divine expressions of who God is and God is love and God so loved that he demonstrated love to us, to the world through a death, through a death. It took a death and so when we talk about God is love, there's nothing sensationalism about that. There's nothing of the senses there. There's nothing, there's nothing that I can actually relate to in terms of what it might feel like or not feel like. And yet we know that there's a great expression of God emotion towards us. And yet the emotions of God that truly a working of the Spirit. The emotions of God are demonstrated through the work of the Holy Ghost. And we have the fruit that the Holy Spirit bears. And one of the emotions is self-control. What does that look like? That looks like an overriding and a crucifying of another expression of loose living of my flesh to be reined in so that the love of God can be manifested through me. And so self-control, that gift of self-control. I love, I heard, I heard someone say that the book ends of, of the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is, is love and self-control. And that every um, fruit within that two book ends is an expression of love moving through self-control. What kind of a restraint did the father have to release his son to die? What kind of a restraint did the father in heaven when he made that decision in the divine wisdom of God that he knew before the foundations of the world, he knew that Adam, his beloved, and Eve, the one he, he took from his side, that they were deceived by the cunning one and they would fall. And yet in that divine mind, there was such a restraint that he released himself in the manner of love unseen by humanity to die to recover 
token of his love. To die to recover a token of his love. And so today's message, though it might be a simple title, is a very profound title, and it is the love of God. The love of God. The love of God. We've heard many messages, and all of them have value. I believe God is uncapping. I know within my own self a new dimension of revelation of the love of God, of he himself being love. And love is just. And love is pure holiness. And love is who God is. And love so loved me that he died for me. So today is the love of God. And we're going to go to Galatians 5, verse 6. A few of these verses we have looked over the span of a lot of the messages we've had here. And But I love that through the action of the Holy Ghost, we can revisit them and revisit them and revisit them and always new light will come out. So I believe there will be new light coming out of that which we have read before. 5, 6, 4, in Christ Jesus. Again, we are now in, in where the Lord is concerned and, and as, as Christians, we are part of a divine body, which is the body of Christ. So the church at large is the body of Christ on earth. And so now in Christ Jesus, in him, uh, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything. We've looked at this, that no matter what you do or you don't do in your natural man, Nothing would avail. And that word avail, we've looked at as well. It's isco, and that's prevailing power. That's might, God's might at work. That that nothing of the outer man would avail anything for God. But faith working through love. Faith working through love. And so we know the power of faith. We, we know that now the just shall live by faith. We know that... Faith is the very manner of life that we are to have now in Christ. As Christians, we are part of the Christ life, of the faith that comes from this divine life. And so, and yet, and yet, it's somehow we revert to our outer man to understand what does that mean, uh, not recognizing that faith only can work through love. Faith can only work through a revelation of who God is. And God is love. Because we have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith. When God is love, what would that faith be? Love expression. A love persuasion. Looking over the weeks, we've spoken that, that faith is a divine persuasion. It is a gift from God that's been placed in the believer. That we have now the faith of the Son of God. And that divine persuasion is been, been, has been given to us by love himself. So if love gives a persuasion, what would that persuasion look like? If love gives me a persuasion, what would that persuasion look like? It would look like love. So faith only can work through the persuasion of, of God who is love. And so without the revelation of, of the love of God and knowing, even here, if it just in 1 John, we were last week in 1 John, I'll go in really fast, 1 John 
in, in chapter 3, 316. By this we know love. By this we know love. Because he laid down his life for us. How do I know he loves me? How in the darkest hour of the soul, how do I come out of that cave of doubt and belief where Lazarus was put away? What would be my assurance that I'm loved when everything around seems unlovely? It is that he laid down his life for us. Now that is the ultimate confidence that we can have that God loves me. God loves me. Even here, if we go to um, in, in chapter 4, 19, we love him because why? He first loved us. Because he first loved us. And so in this manner, the love of God was demonstrated that while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He died for us. And so without a revelation of what even, even just what I said, that, that it will move a little down from our head into our spirit man, and the spirit man will start incubating this power of a revelation of the love of God. And, and from this revelation, a work of the Holy Ghost starts being expressed through my life that we went through in Ephesians 1.19. We looked at the four power words, the four power words that he put in Ephesians 1.19 that we've not seen a verse in, 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 in the New Testament had these four power words stacked together and it's might and power and dominion and a working of the Holy Ghost in one verse. All of that, all that power coming together to demonstrate the love of God, which is the spirit of resurrection and might that raised Christ from the dead. As he was raised, we were raised because while we're yet sinners, he loved me and died for me. And so without the revelation of the love of God, we will not be able to walk in a demonstration of the power and the dominion and the might, might and the working of the Holy Ghost. Because we'll always revert to the ultimate. We'll always revert to our carnal understanding. Does God really love me? God, God, where are you? God, do, do you hear? Do you know what's going on? God, all of those questions is a demonstration that I still do not have a revelation of the love of God. Because a greater revelation of the love of God, it's, it's a measure, it's degrees of growth. I recognize that. We go from glory to glory, and I believe we're coming to a brand new glory of a revelation of the utmost glory of God, who He is, and that is that He is love. And from His divine love, we are propelled into motion called faith. Faith is the work that is led by the Holy Ghost. The very work of the Holy Ghost. As I engage my believer, as I, I engage this persuasion, this divine, the, 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 the very root of that word faith was, was it Pato was persuasion. To bring forth a walk out of divinity on earth. The Christ man in me. That's the divinity. The Christ nature in me only grows and matures through the revelation of the love of God. And we looked at those verses in, in, in Ephesians 3, um, 16, 17, 18 last week in the message of the dominion of the love of God. 
And so without a revelation of the love of God, and that's why we'll go through some verses and meditatively ponder again of, of the divine love that God is, that God is love dominion. And without, without, without a press into it, we always resort, resort to what we believe we know here. We always resort to, yes, God loves me, carry on. God loves me, praise the Lord, moving right along. When God loves me, God loves me. While I was yet a sinner, he died for me. That someone might die for a good man, but no one would die for a bad man. I was a bad man before, before Christ. And in that state of fallenness, in that state when I was, I was into the wrath and, and bondage of Satan, when I was an enemy to God, I was an enemy to God. And I was in my natural man. I didn't know what G-O-D meant. He died for me. That is love. And that love captivates the soul of man. Because the Holy Ghost has been given to us through this new birth to what? To pour out this divine revelation of the love of God. What is this might working in us? What is the divine work that he worked in Christ when he wrought him from the God, when he wrought him from the grave? It's love himself, a passion for his man, a passion for his creation, a passion for life. The death could not hold the one whom he loves. And the resurrection came out of God who is love. Because we said last week, God always resurrects the object of his affection. God will never leave you on the side. That's where the word says, we will never forsaken by, by, by God. Never ever will be forsaken. But can, nothing can separate from the love of God because in Christ it's a sealed, finished work. Nothing, nothing, nothing can be altered regarding that finished work. Nothing. It is done. What is done is done. It's been established before the foundations of the world. It has been established. It's set. It's set. It's set. And I align with that which is set. I align with that which is set. I don't disalign by believing a lie. By walking away from the truth of the word that tells me of his great love for me. And that's why Paul in Galatians 5 writes that faith only can work through love. And that's not a condemning statement, by the way. That's a liberation statement. Because when we know and we have believed, like John wrote in chapter 4, 1 John 4, when we have known and believed the love of God, faith is a given. You will walk in faith. The inspiration and the movement and the propelling of I am loved is my assurance that where his lead is, where his lead is, where he is leading me, the way he is leading me is for my good. And when you know it's for your good, it's easy to engage. It's like getting married with engagement. Love token. You engage for fulfillment of a life desire to be made one with the one whom you love. This is the Father's heart. The Father's heart is 
engaged with his love. And so we recognize that this engagement, faith working through love, can only be done from the old man or the new man. The new man. The new man. And that's why just a chapter over, Paul, to be clear, that we get it right, that this is a spiritual walk, not a natural walk. He pretty much rephrases the, the same verse and qualifies the end of it in 6.15, for in Christ Jesus, in, again, we are in whom? We are in him, in the one, in the one that loves us. In the beloved are we the accepted ones. In, in the beloved son are we accepted by God. And through this acceptance now, we have peace with the Father. <laughs> I'm accepted by God. And then, that's how we believe. When there's no more struggle in our mind of wanting more acceptance with God, of trying a little harder next time. But when I know I'm accepted, when I know it is a finished work of acceptance that I am now in him and neither circumcision nor circumcision, nothing of my outer man will avail anything for God but what? A new creation. That is my new man. That is my brand new life that I have been given. And it is of faith, lest I boast not of human works, but is of a divine work. It is of work that he, he worked right here in Ephesians 1 20, which he worked, and that's the energio. He worked, that's that's the, 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 the working of the Holy Ghost, that he worked in Christ, a supernatural working in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. A place of dominion, the far above place. And where he is, we are there now. It's a Paul, a lot of Paul, all Paul's prayers are that the earnestness of his heart is that we might know the love of God, that we might know this power that resides within us, which is who is love. And that that is the love that or who God is. When I say God lives in me, love lives in me. When I say God loves me, where does he love me? Within me. His love's been poured within me. So I'll just read 119 as a recap and I'll go, uh, I'll go to, let's see, we'll go maybe to Romans thereafter. Ah. Ephesians 1, 19, well, 18, he's praying that the eyes of our understanding, that there be a great unveiling of revelation to be enlightened, that we may know, that we may know, that we might have a working knowledge, that we be, 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 he one with him in the knowing of this, that we'll know him as he knows us, with no limitation of knowing, a wide open knowing with no restriction of understanding, but an unlimited seeing of who he is in me. 
that you may know what is the hope of his calling. I'm loved. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance? I'm loved. What is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead? And that is the ultimate definition of love. Let's go to Romans 8. Glorious days to be alive. Glorious days to be alive. When we, when we grow in this revelation of the love of God and the Holy Spirit has been given to us as a guarantee that we will, that we are constantly being groomed in this revelation. We always are being um, readjusted and realigned with the truth of who God is, that God is love. And, and through this revelation, then, we are enabled to walk the walk of the Spirit. And so the walk of the Spirit is a walk that is not of my carnal man. Because the walk of the Spirit is a walk of dominion. It's an availing walk. And that without knowing I'm loved, I cannot step over to trust and trust myself to the one that I do not see. For him to lead me. And so that's why when we're born again, a measure of that Christ faith has been given to us to start working for us to start growing it up so that we start yielding to the love of God and this divine persuasion. Oh, I can trust the lead. I can trust him. Oh, I can trust him. Oh, I can trust him. And, and with each layer of revelation, there's a greater layer of trust we got to, to in my walk with God. And so, and so at the end of the day, I'll be a lot more persuaded, a lot more, a lot more trusting, a lot more yielded to his lead. Because we know the outer man avails nothing. And the law was given to control the temperament of the outer man. And of course, we know that Paul in, in, in uh, Romans 7 really battled that one because he said um, that it, within the members of his body, seven, Romans 7, 21 says, I find that a law that is evil present within me. And so... The whole here from 7.13 to about 24 is what a wretched man that I am. I, I want to do that, but I don't do this. I, I you know, and, and he's coming to the combination in Romans 8 that the law cannot, cannot save me. The law cannot save me. So then comes the revelation of the love of God, which has already saved me. So in 21, 22, he sees there's the outer law in, that, that he's to comply by, and then yet the inner law, there is a rebellious uh, nature against God's way that are, that are warring in his, in his, in his uh, body. Verse 23, then 24, O wretched man that I am, who will deliver me? You know, these are, I, I think we all come to this realization in Christ who will deliver me from this body of death I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord that through the Lord Jesus 
Christ, I have been delivered. Well, what is that deliverance? Why would it specify through the Lord Jesus Christ? Because it's through love. Because Father God gave his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, and through him, because he so loved the world, he gave Jesus Christ, and through him now I am delivered. So love is the only one who can deliver us. So then with my mind, I myself serve the law of God, but with my flesh, the law of sin. So that creates great condemnation, obviously. But chapter 8, 1, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ. So in Christ, all the struggle of what we refer to just here in Romans 7 from about 13 to 24, it ceases. Because I recognize now that I'm to no longer know myself after the old man. And unless I have a revelation of the love of God, I can't forsake that, which is familiar to me. I can't let go. If I don't know I'm loved by God, how does one go under transformation? If I don't believe that this transformation is by my good, then it will be a struggle. There will be, be continuous pain, continuous Continuous struggle of wanting to change, not knowing how to change, and pain sucks, and pain is hard, and pain is, 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 is just not nice, and so who cares? God loves me regardless. But that's not the right definition of the love of God. God loves me and is working a mighty transformation within me to reflect the pure image of the Lord Jesus Christ. So now, through the Lord Jesus Christ in me, that there will be a deliverance to many. They would silence their walk of condemnation as I walk in the Lord Jesus Christ with no condemnation, which is the walk of the Spirit because I have a revelation of the love of God. Only a revelation of the love of God is what silences condemnation because under condemnation you never feel saved. You always are in the battle of trying to be saved. Maybe not so much going to heaven saved, but in terms of like making it through the day of Feeling like, you know, I've done wrong, I need to be saved from this wrong. I've, I've, I've come to this moment that is obviously not a right moment. I need to be saved from this moment. And so it's always one saving moment to another saving moment. And yes, there's mighty grace and mercy to work for a transformation. That we can now resemble the Lord Jesus Christ and be a saving moment to another. Because if we go to the tail end of one it's the walk of the spirit with no condemnation is those who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. And from there he continues, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. And God said to me that the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is the law of love. Because love, love released the Lord Jesus Christ. And through this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, I'm set free from the condemnation that is found in the world. Verse 3, for what the law could not do, that it was weak, which is the, the law that kills in, in 2 Corinthians. The 2 Corinthians. Yeah, 2 Corinthians 3, 6, that we are now made sufficient as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter that kills, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives 
life. Second Corinthians 2, 6. <clears throat> the Spirit gives life. And yet there's a letter that kills him further down. He said in verse 8, how will the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious? Verse 9, for if the ministry of condemnation had glory, because we know it came, the glory was released through Moses as, as the law was given, the ministry of righteousness exceeds much more in glory. And so there is a ministry of condemnation that comes in the do's and don't do's that does not save anyone. That is self-righteousness. And God has already made his son to be a propitiation for us, that he became sin, that we might be the righteousness of God in him. So that now I can walk the walk of the Spirit. Verse 8, back to Romans 8, 11. But if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead, but if the Spirit of him, if the Spirit of him, see, of him who? Who raised Jesus from the dead. The Spirit of the Father. The Spirit of the Father. The Spirit of the Father that raised Jesus from the dead. And we just look at Ephesians 1.19 and we, from last week to it, qualified that is the very Spirit of love. So if that Spirit of love dwells within us, and we know it, He does, He who raised Christ from the dead also gives life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. And so revelation of the love of God is actually the basis of our life. It's what keeps me alive. It's what fends off the evil germs and bacteria. It's the very love of God. Quickening my mortal body. Quickening my mortal body. So Faith working through love is my, my body functioning to glorify God. Faith working through love is it's, it's, it's that which the works of the Spirit that I'm led to to glorify God. Because everything regarding me, whether my spirit, my, my uh, spirits or my body, are quickened. They are quickened by the love of God. They're quickened by the love of God. And now sometimes we just want a, a quick little message of one, two, three equals that. But with God, it's all revelatory based. There's no one, two, three. There is a one moment of glory leading to another moment of glory. There's one level of revelation leading to another level of revelation. The deep calls unto deep. And, and that is where we cease from our neighbor. That's from where we've entered into the rest of God. Because I trust him now. Because he loves me. And that's the seas of all struggle. That's the seas of all struggle. Let's go back to Ephesians Ephesians 3, we'll look at this again, go back to it, 3.18. Hearing these messages, it's to engage our spirit man that we hear the voice of the spirit and that 
is the healing of faith. This is not an external hearing. So often with the preaching of the word, we want to engage our outer man. And, uh, and yet it's a total bypass of your outer man for it to come into an impartation to your spirit man. So now out of your spirit man, your mind is renewed and affects your outer man. So it's a hearing of faith. It's a hearing. It's a hearing where there's an enlightenment, not just to my sight, but to my hearing to make me understand and to have a working knowledge of this divine love. Ephesians 3.17, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. Again, faith works by love, right? That you're being, so this is why he would say that you're being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height to know, to know, to know what? To know how I'm going to make it till tomorrow, to know how I'm going to pay this bill, to know what my future holds, to know what? No, to know the love of Christ, which passes all knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. And when you're filled with all the fullness of God, you will know what to do. So the knowing that we really want to press into and, and meditate on, the knowing is to know the love of God, which surpasses all understanding of humanity. It's a divine revelation. And only through the Holy Ghost, we are being strengthened to come into this knowledge. So the strengthening of your man, of your spirit man, is very important. It's kind of like a natural man, you know, when you work out and you build muscles, you can hold heavier things. You can hold heavier things. How strong is a spirit man when you determine whether he can hold the love of God? There's nothing more heavyweight and heavy duty and, and all the weightiness of heaven is all the love of God. And that's what Satan was after. The dominion of the love of God. Love dominates. Love communicates. Love is the, is the message of the blood. Satan was after that. So much so when he was stricken down, the first thing perversion was love. The first perversion became lust. So that's the snare of man. What are the loss of the eyes, the, the loss of the flesh, and the pride of life? That's a perversion of love. Because when I'm loved, I'm in total humility. Because while I was yet a sinner, he died for me. How can I have pride? When I rejected him, he loved me. How can I have pride? Made some notes here. That's the Lord during the week he was giving me. God allowed us to use his power. Love allowed us to use the power of love. Satan wanted to be like God. To be dominion. Love dominion. So he perverted all. which is now lust, a 
people without revelation of the love of God will not be able to walk the life of dominion on earth as it is a walk of the spirit. And the old man has to be reckoned dead because flesh cannot walk the walk of the spirit. But flesh will always oppose the leader of the Holy Ghost. The flesh will always make you second guess the voice of the one that loves you. But when you know love, you recognize love. Love is his is ila mahata, is an ease, not a drive, not a condemner. The love is the liberator. Revelation of, the, of his love, of, of who God is, allows us to yield to his spirit. And now we know in, in Romans 8:13, it's the spirit that leads us into the mortification of the flesh. We can't have ourselves put the old man down. If I could, I would have put us a heathen. I'd be born again, equipped now with the very armor of God. That the Holy Ghost manifests Christ's life within me. And the dominion of the Christ life shuts down the old nature as I yield to the Christ life. Because when I what is it? When I when I'm led by the Holy Ghost, I'll not fulfill what? The lust of the flesh. The perversion of Satan that he was after. So what is the mastermind of Satan? Lust perversion. Lust the flesh, the eyes, and the pride of life. But the Christ man, pure love, dominates that. Because it's by the spirit that we put to death the deeds of the body. If no revelation of his love, we are under condemnation. The minister of condemnation is the letter that kills legalism. The law cannot save us from sin. But seven, we refer to a little bit here in Romans 7, 13 to 24. But love saved us. Romans 7, 24 and 25. Jesus Christ, our Lord. So who, who, who would deliver me? But thank God to the Lord Jesus Christ. I've been delivered. And here the Lord rephrased something we've spoken often. When we looked at the rich young ruler and certain verses in, in that theme, I think it was the message raised up to faith. One of the raised up messages that we looked at this and um, the Lord rephrased, pick up your cross and follow me is what Jesus spoke to the rich young ruler, right? Pick up your cross and follow me. The Lord said it to me, pick up the crucified life. The life of love is the crucified life. Pick up your cross. What does the cross represent? The love of God. Pick up your cross is, represents a death that he died for me, that he became sin for me, that I might live. And so now I reckon that old nature dead daily because he's crucified in his crucifixion. I've been crucified. I've partake of that baptism of Christ. So now, pick up your cross and follow me. God rephrase it. Pick up the crucified life, the life of love, and follow the lead of his spirit. Follow the lead of his spirit. Follow the lead of his spirit. Last week I finished, I said, I went to Genesis 1.28. I match the four power words in, in Ephesians 1.19 to the, to the four words that represent dominion in Genesis 1.28, which was to multiply, to replenish, 
to be fruitful, to multiply, to fill the earth and to subdue it. And I was going to speak on subduing. So we're coming into that. I'll ever so gently touch it because it seems that this has taken my gaze, the love of God. So we were in Ephesians 3 there. And so a recap a little bit to ties to the next moment in the message. If we go to Ephesians 4.10 and 4.13, there the full standard to know the love of God that surpasses knowledge that we may be filled with all the fullness of God in 18. To comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height to know the love of Christ. That right there we recognize that that is the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That that is how big, how great, how tall God is. God is love. To know the full stature of Christ who is love. And in, in 10 there, that he might feel all things, that he might feel all things. In Ephesians 1, 22, he put all things, this is coming to the subduing part, that, that when God raised up Christ and, and placed him in the far above place, he put all things under his feet. You see, without the revelation of the love of God, we can't even talk about dominion because it becomes legalism. Love moves me. And when love moves me, I'm already walking in dominion. Because these four words that we read in Ephesians 1, 19, they are the reflection, they are love, himself, power. And from there, it says that you might know this, to, to have a working knowledge of this power, these four movements of divine power. What were they? What were they? It was... Um, According to his power, which was dunamis, that inherent divine miracle working power towards us who believe. And that's those who are in faith, those that have a persuasion of God and are walking in the love of God because faith only works by love. According to the working, which is energia, is the Holy Ghost energy, ability to work of his mighty, that's iskos, that is that prevailing uh, combative power, that's the steel backbone. Of his mighty and then power is Kratos dominion. Those four words, those four words are uh, uh, a reflection of the love of God because by these, by this great power that he encapsulated in four different words, and it's it's far greater than even these words. 19 starts, the exceeding greatness of his power is the very love of God. And from there he moves into dominion. We've been now placed above because of love. And when I recognize I'm loved, I'm walking above. 22, and he put all things under his feet. We don't just parrot that, we walk it. We walk that. All things under my feet. Gave him to be head over all things to church. Christ is my head. Who is my head? Christ is my head. I'm part of the body of Christ. Who is our head? Christ is our head. All direction, all wisdom comes from Christ who now has been made wisdom and righteousness within the redemption living inside of me. My head. Oh, Labahata. Gave him to be head over all things in the church, which is his body. What is his, what his body? Is, 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 which is his body? What? 
that he might fill all things. How? Through the body of Christ that he is already filled. So last week I said to the degree that we grow up in, in, the, in, the, in the love of Christ, in this divine love for God is God is love, to the stature of God in me. Who is love? You can't separate love from God. God is love. The I am. We are God now. We are of love now. And, and, and out of this revelation to the degree that we are walking and pressing and abiding in the word with a meditation, with a heart still before the Father to understand the desire to grow, that will be the degree to which we will fill the earth. The great commission that he gave us to go into all the world, to baptize, to transform lives in his name. So they to be filled with a love divine. Oh, glory to God. Maybe next week we'll start with 1 John 4. Again, intentionally. Actually, I started with Galatians this week, but 5, 4. For whatever is born that springs out of God, that is born offspring, whoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world, but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. And so this dominion comes from a love dominion, who God is. Because I wrote there, this is all to do with the revelation of his love. What is born of God overcomes the world. That word overcomes, and then there's, and this is the victory. So overcomes victory and has overcome, third one, overcome the world. Our faith is from the same word, Nike, that we take Nike, Nike. That's conquest. That's victory. That's victorious. That I don't know if the word overcome really gets it to me, but when I read it today again, this morning even, um, conquest has conquered all. Who, even our faith, faith working how? Through love, out of a new man who is based on love because he's born of love because we are God now. And we have overcome the world because who is he who overcomes? Again, the root word of that is, is Nike, Nike, overcomes the world. That who is he who is victorious over the world? Who is he who, who has conquest over this world system? But he who believes is from Pistis, who has a divine persuasion of the very love of God. The greater one love himself lives in me and all that hatred outside of the world. I've conquered it in Christ because Christ has conquered it for me. But he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God, the heels of God, the very Son of God, as I am now in his sonship, I am. And because being part of that body divine that he is filled with all the fullness of God, I have now conquered all in Christ. That's dominion. The dominion of the love of God. Glory be to God. We're done.